Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It is hour number two, a Wildcat Insider. Mitch Fortner, the voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson, right here on my two o'clock, uh, one o'clock. AJ Shaw is running our board today. He'll also answer the phones, 537-1350. If you want to call in, ask a question, make a comment about the Cats, lost to Iowa State, K-State hoops. We didn't even had a chance to talk yet about the K-State men are now 4-2 uh, and two after a blowout went over Central Arkansas last week. Uh, the K-State women get second place in uh, Florida as they lose um, in the championship game. I mean, I'm blanking on the dang name of the tournament right now. Uh, but they lose to Iowa, second round with Iowa, and they lose 77-70 to after K-State won the first meeting between the two. Um, and K-State won the first meeting by seven, and then they lose Iowa by seven. So we're pretty even right now with the Hawkeyes, <laughs> who are a top-ten team. The K-State women slide up to number 14 in the latest AP poll. The women should be a top ten team. They they honestly should. And I and I thought to myself, so I uh I won't mention any names here, but there was a a real a real a true wildcat out there that had an illegal stream going online because it was flow sports and flow flow hoops, flow sports is crap. It's terrible. It's not good, Wyatt. It's not worth a penny. But they were broadcasting it. And uh, this particular Wildcat had the had the stream going and had it going through the third quarter, and then it was taken down for copyright reasons. So I got to watch it up to about halfway through the third quarter. Um, you know, playing three games in three days and the type of defense you have to play against Iowa, maybe they didn't necessarily have the legs for it. So, but they still, I mean, it was tied with three minutes to go, and fortunately, just got away from them. Caitlin Clark had more luck hitting her shots this time out against the Cats. Who knows? Maybe a rematch later in the road, you know, down the road, Final Four, something like that. Sure, I'd know. take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. whether it was in the round of sixteen, eight, four, whatever it might be. Well, um, because you know, I think K State can play with them on any day. Yeah, if you want to win it all, and uh, you, you're going to have to go through Caitlin Clark and Iowa to get there. Well, sure. So, yeah, no that's doubt. probably right. I, and I think, you know, maybe, maybe you'll agree with this. Maybe you won't. But I think Iowa probably had the psychological advantage after K State beat them up there. But I, hey, it, if there is a round three uh, to come in the postseason, game on. Uh, I really think it could be anybody's game, and um, a lot of days K State is going to be good enough to to challenge them. And um, they gave them a run last night. I mean, it was a tie game with three ish to go, and I think K State actually led by a point in the last what two and a half three minutes. So yeah, they were right there, no question about it. Uh, the Gulf Coast Showcase. Yeah, I was blanking. I knew it was Florida. Gulf Coast something, but yeah. wanted to get it right. 
which, by the way, the day before K-State played Iowa, they beat number 17 North Carolina. And played well doing it. 63-56. I I tell you what, you know, Yoki had herself a great tournament, but also Serena Sundell. Shot the ball well, scored in double figures, was rebounding. Uh, Other than the North Carolina game, took care of the ball well. Uh, That was really good basketball from Serena Sundell in, in all three games. Well, in the championship game, Serena, how about this line? 18 points, six rebounds, six assists, a steal, and one turnover. Yeah. Made eight of 14 shots. Impressive. And then in their first game, beat Western Kentucky 77-61. I don't know how good Western Kentucky is. I looked up the record. Seemed to be pretty decent. So they were challenged, absolutely. Three great games. Sure. Uh, in in Florida for the Gulf Coast Showcase. And now they'll be in action on Friday at 6.30 against Jackson State. They'll have a couple of games, Jackson State, McNeese State, before they play Mizzou in St. Joseph, Missouri. So, And that Mizzou game is on December 9th. That's, That's the Bill Snyder game, right? Yeah, 5 yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, the women also play Oral Roberts here in town uh, on December 18th. Okay. Now the K-State men will play Oral Roberts, a team that's made it to the NCAA tournament the last couple of years, including a Sweet 16 run two years ago. We'll be in town tomorrow night. I'm giving away tickets uh, here at the end of this segment. So don't go anywhere. Listen to this whole thing. Listen every word Wyatt and I have to say. And then we'll give away the tickets at the end of this segment. We'll ask Wyatt for a number. And that number is the, is the caller I'm going to be looking for. Okay. No trivia this time. Just looking for a it's, it's my luck this time uh, to win those four tickets to the Oral Roberts game tomorrow night. So if you can go, if you can use the tickets for sure and pick them up by 5 o'clock tomorrow, you can go to the game on us. Um, okay. Will Howard has uh, released a, uh, a statement. Um, and if you missed it, if you missed the first hour, which, by the way, definitely listen to it on demand, newsradiokman.com, or just search for the game on 1350 Kman wherever you get your podcast. Will Howard, K-State quarterback, has entered the transfer portal. And it'll open up, um, I believe it's a week from today. Is that right? A week from today, it'll officially open up. But Will has announced uh, that he'll be entering the portal. He says, quote, on social media, I'm eternally grateful to my family and friends for the unwavering support they have shown along my athletic and academic journey. Thank you, Coach Kleiman, Coach Klein, and the entire K-State football coaching staff for football staff for believing in me and helping me better myself on and off the field. My teammates will always be my brothers. I love these guys with all I have. The bonds and memories I have made with you all will last a lifetime. To the K-State fans, I hope you all know how much you have meant to me. You have made the last four years truly unforgettable. It has been an absolute honor to play for Kansas State University. With that being said, I'm going to explore the transfer portal and evaluate all of my options for next season. I'm looking forward to this next chapter in my life and the possibilities that lie ahead. I am a Wildcat for life. The picture is the perfect one, and it's from the Oklahoma State game last year where he's being carried off the field after they blanked a top 10 Oklahoma State team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, (laughs) lots of emotion in those words too, right? I mean, you you, you can hear that um, in his writings. Um, 
And, and I think, you know, for him, we didn't talk as much about this in the first hour as maybe we should. I, I think he does indeed truly mean that when he, when he says he loves K-State. Uh, I think he's invested so much in it and he's learned, you know, just the passion of the fan base. I mean, he's been out there. When you were playing his audio last hour as an example, one of the things that popped into my mind was, was there was a catbacker event this past spring where he and, and, and a few other of the football players were, were there. And um, <laughs> you, he and Ben Sennett, uh, you, you could just see that they were having a ball and that the, the, the fans showing the love uh, was, was hitting, hitting them right square in the face. You know what I mean? And that, those are the good things that happen. Um, I, I know there are some out there that are pretty critical of, of him and others no matter what, and, and that's life, right? But I think Will's smart enough to see you know, what the true K-State uh, fan base is, is really all about, and I think he has a deep appreciation for that, and he should. All right, so we have not yet talked about the list of transfers so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty easy to tell that. You know, Coach Kleiman said it a couple of weeks ago at a press conference, or maybe it was this last week, that they were going to wait until after the regular season, after the Iowa State game, to have these conversations with the seniors about what they want to do. Do they want to stick around for an extra year? Do they want to move on to the portal? What's their plan? Um, seems to be cr- pretty clear those meetings are either going on now or yesterday or both. Well, they, they had some meetings yesterday, uh, was my understanding. Uh, and I think they were going to try to meet you know, w- with, with most, if not all, of the players over, you know, I don't know whether it was just Sunday or, or went into today or whatever, but I think that's pretty standard procedure now to just get a feel for what they're thinking and what the coaches are thinking. And that's, you know, it's, you, you've heard coaches say now since this transfer portal has, has exploded to, to be what it is today that you have to have kind of somewhat recruit, re recruit your own players. Yeah. And, and then that's part of what, what this is all about. Yeah, especially the ones that, you know, they certainly want to try to hang on to. Yeah. Um, so there was another quarterback that entered the portal today, and that's Jake Rubley, who had been here the last couple of years. Um, saw very little time. He was really never um, too high on the depth chart. Um, so that is not a surprise to me when it comes to a transfer. Um, he, he can certainly make something happen somewhere else. Um, you know, but for Rubley, for Rubes, um, he's, he's going to get lapped uh, by Avery Johnson. That's just what it is. Um, you know, Jake, great recruit out of high school. Um, I remember when he committed to K-State, how big of a commit that was for K-State. A huge win. Um, but he can go somewhere and certainly start somewhere. He is an incredibly talented kid. He'll just get a better opportunity somewhere else. Well, he's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. Good size, 6'3", 215, good arm talent. Remember, if you don't, I'll, I'll remind everybody, this was a four-star talent coming out of high school. Uh, in Colorado at Highlands Ranch, um, he he will find a place, and I I think he will be able to step somewhere. It, 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 you know, if he gets into the right scenario, he he could step in and be a starter as early as next fall. I think um, there there have been uh, a lot of guys that you know would say something like this. In a lot of years, Jake Rubley would be perfectly fine being K State's quarterback. That, I think, is complimentary in a little bit of a left-handed way to not only Avery Johnson, but also to Will. You agree with that? Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Shane Porter, the younger brother of Seth Porter, who's a six-year senior. Uh, Seth had been here for a few years. Maybe has it been three years? I, I said for Shane. I said two for Rubes. Was was he for, here for three? Uh, let's was this see, his let, third let me, year on the yeah, roster? Me, yeah, yeah, because he's a red, okay. a red shirt sophomore. Yeah, now. I couldn't remember. Um, but he's been here as long as Shane Porter. Was a red shirt in twenty one. Shane was a yep. walk on and uh, was playing mostly special teams. Uh, and I believe didn't he block the punt? Yeah, at Texas. Yeah, and he uh, he's played in twenty three career games. How about that? Actually, twenty four counting counting Saturday night. Okay. And then uh, I know this is going to be a surprise to some. This one didn't really surprise me either. Uh, running back Trayshawn Ward has also entered the transfer portal. Uh, he will finish with six hundred fifty two rushing yards and uh, check that six forty three rushing, five point two yards per carry, and five rushing touchdowns. Uh, and also in the receiving game, of course, he was involved there as well. Um, 17 catches, about 29, and, a, and two more touchdowns. Well, and in his career, we're talking about closing in on a 2,000-yard career. So he, he's, he's a pretty talented guy. And I think at the end of the day, and I, I personally will say in my dealings with Treshawn, you, you probably couldn't find a quieter but nicer young guy, very respectful person, uh, but but I think Treshawn probably is just looking, you know, maybe maybe it's some NIL and maybe a, 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 an opportunity to where he can step in and be the lead guy because I think it's pretty obvious that as as nice a role as he had here, he was he was probably without question the number two guy behind DJ Giddens. But I think there's no doubt if there was a guy like Joe Jackson who we, we've heard about great things this preseason. Yeah. And if he could leave up, you know, if the potential is true and what we've been hearing about him, that he could be a really solid number two next year. Sure. Just depending on, of course, how, you know, the pecking order shapes up for running back heading into next year. Maybe even the the bowl game, you know, you yeah. never know. It's really interesting how this plays now with the portal because you're always going to lose, you know, probably three or four or five that you expect to lose. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of two or three or four that you don't. <laughs> and then on the back end, where you're bringing more guys in, you usually get a couple of guys that, or, or at least a couple of guys that can really help you. I mean, you think about the guys that that came in here this past year. Uh, Treshawn would certainly be one of the first to come to mind. And, and how about Marquis Siegel? I mean, yeah. who knows? Well, there's no doubt about it. During the climate era. When it comes to what K State has gained versus what they've lost in the transfer portal, oh, they've been winners. Uh, <clears throat> clearly, I, I don't know how to yeah. explain how big of a winner they've been in the portal. Yeah. during the climate. Well, well name, name the, the guy: portal Reggie era. Stubblefield. Yeah. You just keep going. Julius Brents. I mean, it just goes on and on and on with those secondary guys. I, I mean, how many times has there been a guy jumping in the portal, and being like, "God Kobe dang, Savage. that's a huge blow"? <laughs> I'm talking about like K State guys have lost. Like, God dang, that's a huge blow. Like, sure. I, 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 you know, I, I've never really been caught by surprise by somebody that's like, oh, my God, never saw that coming. Like, that, that's, that hasn't happened, and I hope it never does. Sure. You know, and again, I understand if the Will Howard or the Treshawn Ward news may surprise some. I, to me, neither one did. And again, I'll repeat what we said in, in, the, first, in, in the first hour. In the Will Howard news, it, it might be the best decision for both sides. At the end of the day, yeah, and you know? and I I will say that in in the football portal, the, with Will announcing like today that he's going to do that, uh, I I was surprised by it. Uh, there's no doubt. 
I think the all-time one for me would still be Nigel Pack. And again, we're not in that all that deeply. I wasn't even right. thinking basketball. Yeah, I, I was just but, thinking football. I know, you know, but you made a good call yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. The coaching change. But, and, but yeah. again, I, your point is a good one that, you know, there's always things in the portal that are good, bad, and indifferent or whatever you want to say. But K-State has, at least from a football perspective in my mind, they have been the winners far more than they've been the losers. And it's not that close. Yeah. But Nigel Pack was a great name to bring up. Like, like I said, I, wasn't even, I was just trying to think football, yeah. but you're yeah. right. Yeah, losing Nigel. But I also – wasn't surprised with Nigel because of the coaching change and everybody else was leaving. And the money. Yeah, and the money. Oh, my gosh. And the money. <laughs> yeah, was that a lawyer or whatever that guy was dishing out all that money? Uh, yeah, that was a big headline. Because that was actually – that was the first time we ever really heard of, like, an actual dollar amount being talked about. Correct. Because it was, like, $800,000 or something the, like that. set the standard, actually. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was one of the first ones. Uh, and that – I'll never forget the, the night that uh, – that I heard it, it was it was just. It's one of those that just hangs with you forever, probably. Yeah. You know, you're just so stunned by it. Well, so far it's got him a Final Four. Now it's not as much as a stunning thing, just because it it happens much more frequently. Again, yeah. th- Nigel was kind of on the front end of all of this, basketball wise. Boy, he looked good in that game against K State. He was not missing. Um, uh, speaking of K State hoops, why? Let's give away some tickets. Okay. Tomorrow night, Cat's going to host Oral Roberts, Bramlage Coliseum, 7 o'clock tip-off. Wyatt and Matt. Is yes. it you and Matt? Yep. Uh, we'll have the slide to TV. We'll have the broadcast here on K-Man beginning at 6 o'clock. But if you wanted to go to the game, you want to watch the Cats live, and let me tell you, boy, if you miss that Buddy Rich dunk, that putback, which I've never seen anything like that. AJ, did you see it? I know you weren't around. Did you? Oh, heck yeah, man. Oh, I, that I mean, thing was beautiful. That was Woo! just sick. Yeah, he, you know what? He is so, so, so strong. Um, he can do things from time to time that you just kind of go, wow. Right? <laughs> he just does. Let me tell you, KSA fans, you want to be in the house for the next one. Yeah, you do. And the, and the, you oh. should be anyway, but 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 don't miss any. You, I, you may miss one of a lifetime, and hopefully he'll have more that are rivaling that one because that was that was a power 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 dunk. So today we had you were there, Coach Tang at a press conference with Coach Tang, and then after Tang, um, Tyler Perry came in, yep. and then after him was Cam Carter. Mm-hmm. And I asked Cam the question, so I was like, I brought up the Buddy Rich dunk, which actually, so I asked Buddy, uh, Michaela Rich, yeah. I asked him, by the way, at the end of that game against Central Arkansas, I was like, how do you want me to announce you? Everybody calls you Buddy, but I've been calling you Michaela. What do you want to, he's like, you know, either one's fine. Yeah. Which, by the way, really respectful guy. He kept calling me sir. I was like, please. That's my dad. <laughs> you know, I gave him the whole thing. But he's like. He actually picked McCaleb. Yeah, he, he so. did. He really? Yeah, he did. Because you know, like you, I I try to ask them when there's a question about it, and he was very, you know, upfront and saying, "Hey, either is fine, both is okay." And so, you know, I usually I, I've caught myself saying, you know, McCaleb Buddy Rich uh, to start each broadcast, and then it's Buddy for a while. But you you still want to throw in McCaleb a little bit. You know, fans are still getting to know these young guys, including Day-Day Ames and R.J. Jones. So I asked Cam the question, that, that Buddy Rich put back. Yep, what did he say? 
I was like, where where would you rank that when it comes to dunks? Because they said he and TP had said earlier in a press conference that you know, buddy had a great yet. dunk, and you yeah, that's yeah, exactly what he said. He hadn't seen anything yet, right? So I asked, where would you rank that dunk? And Cam said, I would put it, I'd put it top five. I was like, so where else would you? He said, I'd probably put it at number five. Really? I was like, you're kidding me. Yeah. Number five out of a top five Cam's, of what you've seen? Cam's pretty good if you can get him cornered and, and just kind of chat with him a little bit. The other night before the ball game, he had come off of that 28-point game you know, in, in uh, the Bahamas. And I said, just out of curiosity, what was your all-time uh, high school uh, point total game high? And he thought about it for a second. He goes, well, it was probably uh, an AU summer game would be probably the better one to tell you about. And I said, well, wh- what was it? What would you guess that he said? Number of points. Oh, boy. I don't even know. I, you ready for this? Because I know you, I'm going to be You're, I'm you're setting miss down, it. right? Yeah. 55. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm going. I was going to say something in the 30s. <laughs> That's what I would have thought yeah. he said. Yeah. But when he said 55, I'm like, huh, well, okay. Yeah. That might have been. That was just like, wow. Holy cow. All right, so let's give away these tickets now. Uh, K-State hosting Oral Roberts tomorrow night. If you can go to the game, you want to go to the game, you can use the tickets, and you can be here at five by 5 o'clock tomorrow to pick them up. We'll be open from 8 to 5 tomorrow. If you can pick them up, get ready to call in 537-1350. Again, the phone number is 785-537-1350. Wyatt, which caller should I take? Let's do – just just off the top of my head. Let's go with number nine, caller no, nine. Caller nine, 537-1350 right now for all Roberts tickets. We'll take our next break. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You're listening to Wildcat Insight. Okay, we have our winner. Shout out to Nate from Wamigo. He just won four tickets to the Cats against Oral Roberts tomorrow night in the Octagon of Doom. No sandstorm yet. I, I got a feeling it'll be saved for something like a Villanova or a uh, or a Nebraska or you know a conference opponent. <laughs> but I've set the over under at three and a half this year for sandstorm played inside Bramlage Coliseum. Okay, so, three and a half, huh? Three and a half. Speaking of Villanova, have you noticed that they have just beaten North Carolina and Memphis? 
they're they're good. Yeah, they yeah, are. They they were better they're than big. I thought they they're would be. They're big too. Yeah, yeah. Heck of a slate. Uh, the Big Twelve Big East Challenge. You know, the Cats have already played a Big East opponent in Providence. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they'll play Villanova week from tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah. I think it's a six so o'clock Tuesday, game. Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and then uh, there will be. Uh, it really tips off on Thursday. This Thursday is when the Big. 12 Big East Challenge will start, first of all, and it'll actually kind of stretch out over a week, Mm -hmm. uh, just about. Because I know the last game will be Texas and Marquette, and that'll be the last game of the... um of the Big Big 12 Big East Challenge. Are they calling it the Big 12 Big East Challenge? Is that right? Yeah. Um, Battle, I think, maybe. Yeah. TCU-Houston-Christian play tonight. Not that big of a deal. Although TCU's undefeated. They're 5-0 to start the year. Um, And then, let's see here. KU Eastern Illinois tomorrow night. Not too, nothing really too exciting tomorrow night. Thursdays really picks up. I mean, we got back-to-back weeks. Big 12 basketball taking place on a Thursday, a Friday, and Saturday. And this this is not tournament play. We're kicking things off with Texas Tech and Butler. That'll be a good one. Yeah, in Indianapolis. Yeah. I, I, and to end it up with Texas and Marquette. I don't know if you've paid a lot of mar- attention to Marquette. Oh, I watched are, them. Uh, yeah. Give KU the hardest time ever. Yeah, they are pretty darn good. Um, they have uh, just a really nice team. I love the Colic kid. He's really, really good, um, and and they're rock solid. I, I and Texas has played really, really well so far too. They've got a couple of new pieces that have really uh, helped help them out too. The league's going to be so strong. I know there's been a loss or or whatever, you know. About everybody's had one loss so far for the most part. TCU's an exception, certainly. But um, <laughs> I just think there are a lot of good teams in our league. I just It's just impressive. By the way, I love that. Uh, so once we get our call, our, our caller nine, mm-hmm. um, I, I get everybody that calls. I try to get to everybody that's still trying to call in and just say, hey, we got a winner, but thanks for calling. Thanks for trying. People are now using that opportunity to ask questions. <laughs> well, you're <getting laughs> Just like get ones? some real quick feedback. I yeah. got two uh, pretty pretty good ones. Uh, one was asking about have had many of the players talked about actually playing ever playing in snow before, and I was like, you know, that's interesting because I know it was brought up to Will Howard. I think everybody else that was asked, and quite a few were asked about it, they said not like that. Right. That was the the main answer yeah. for most. I, I do. Remember uh, Will talking to, to Stan and I in post game about there were a couple of games uh, as a as a prep player in, at Downingtown, Pennsylvania that he had some snow, but he said this was more of it and more constant. Of course, uh, as you might expect, I can't remember any game at in my 22 years at K State that would rival the other night from from the snow perspective. I had a couple of Colorado State that were pretty similar. But but not at K State, and, and as far I mean, think about you know we talked about Trayshawn Ward a little while ago. Pretty much guarantee you that it's probably the first snow game and maybe the last he'll ever have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, he played in the ACC for a long time. I yeah. you know maybe he went to Syracuse at a good time to see some snow. I don't know, but you know, but he still wouldn't have played in it there. True. Yeah, but at least would have seen it. You know, because he's a you know, Florida yeah. kid. There's you know. I, I've met people from Florida that have right. still never seen snow in their lives. Right. And, Can you imagine? Uh, no. Of course, we live in a place that has four legitimate seasons of weather, too. That's, yeah. yeah. There's many people that have never seen the ocean. Well, that's also a fact. Yeah. Um, what was the other good question? So the other question was actually about – so you, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but like 
recruiting right now is kind uh-huh. of falling apart for Colorado. Um, and somebody brought up like, hey, would you be what, what do you think about bringing in Dylan Edwards? I was like, you know what? I would definitely be interested. That kid is an incredible athlete. I know he did this a little dirty, uh, but he also did the same thing to Notre Dame. Uh, and he decided to go to Colorado and play for Coach Prime, which, by the way, he's known him for a long time. I, you know, I honestly didn't blame him too much for that because that was a heck of an opportunity to go play for a guy you actually have a relation, a strong, long time relationship with, with from Dylan Edwards to Deion Sanders. Um, so, but would he be okay with not being the number one? The, th- the thing about Dylan Edwards is he did not score a touchdown. Um, After the TCU game, he only scored one touchdown the rest of the regular season. Isn't that something? And that was in the last game against Utah. Yeah. It it has been an interesting week or so here with with Colorado because they finished 4-8 and after such a good start. So it was really a a struggle in the back half. And I think they have had at least three or four decommits and all pretty high-level athletic talents but also had a, an assistant resign, too, uh, here in the last couple of days. So it's, it's, it's been a little bit wild there. I guess so is the rest of the year. But this is a little more, a little more wild than that wild. Well, that I'd, be, I, I'd love to, you know, if Dylan Edwards was actually interested or if he does transfer or whatever, <laughs> you know, if that was a possibility, you know, K-State's going to need a kick returner. And get back to that electricity we used to have in the kicking game. That wouldn't be too bad. Sure. And I'd offer up a couple of options. Uh, Sterling Lockett would probably tell you, hey, give me a shot. Right? Well, true. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think Sterling could be a factor next year. You do? Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I really do. Um, That's honestly the first Sterling Lockett update or conversation yeah. we've had in two years, really, because <laughs> he just he, he hasn't, uh, you know, he's definitely not a Tyler. He really hasn't been in the conversation for Well, keep in mind, time. And, and here's why I'm about to say something here, and, and, and I'll preface it by telling you that we get asked about Sterling Lockett or did get asked about Sterling Lockett almost every week on the, on the radio show. And the answer that Coach Kleiman started to give after, you know, a few weeks was, now let's keep in mind, He's playing behind a guy by the name of Philip Brooks. So, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of opportunity. But after the bowl game, uh, which will be, what, game number 66 for Philip, he'll be, wow, that's a lot of games. Yeah. He'll, he'll be, you know, he'll be out of eligibility. And, uh, with you know, Treshawn's been a kick return guy here in the last, you know, couple of three or four games too. So there, there's going to be some opportunities for, well, not only just Sterling, but he came to mind right away just because that's one of the things he does pretty well. That's an area where I feel K-State's going to look very different uh, next year, and that's just guys catching the football. Sure. You know, I highly, highly, highly doubt Benson it doesn't come back. I'm, I'm you know, 99.9999% sure <laughs> that Benson it's done, uh, which I wouldn't blame him at all. He's got a lot of money waiting for him there at the next level. He's going to be a high draft pick. Uh, one of the most popular tight ends in this year's up, this upcoming draft, for sure. Uh, but I also have my radar up for a couple of guys that may jump into the portal. A uh, couple. I mean, I'm not going to mention names because I, I don't think that's fair. I'm just just throw it out there. But I do have my suspicions. Nothing. Okay. I don't know anything like behind the scenes or anything. I just you know based on their stories and and use in the in the passing game. I you know possibilities. Sure. Uh, let's talk K State hoops. 
Um, coming off that win over Central Arkansas, buddy um, Rich had that incredible putback, and the Cats score 100 for the second time this year. Um, you know, too many turnovers, but also Central Arkansas for the first half could not hit a three to save their lives. But I will say, this team has has been scoring a ton of points. I think that's my biggest takeaway so far. They're just they will find ways to score, even though Tyler Perry has had some slow starts. If they're down, they're never out. If they're blowing somebody out, they're going to continue to blow somebody out. Hopefully, um, I would just like to see defense get better. Well, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Sure, and I'm a hundred percent with you there. It was very interesting hearing some of the comments of Coach Tang today at his little press gathering at, at the Ice Family Basketball Facility because, you know, th- this team continues to do- define roles, uh, looking for more player leadership, uh, hoping to be better, wanting to be better defensively. Uh, I think we've seen some improvement on the offensive side, and I think they have some very intriguing pieces. I think you're starting to see. Arthur Kaluma kind of fitting in He's and better. asserting himself more. Much better. Um, you can't not be excited about what Buddy did the other night, regardless of what happens moving forward. I mean, it shows you how capable he is. And then there's Day-Day Ames. I, I really like – I love Day-Day Ames' toughness and his ability to compete. And he scored a little bit, but he's also been an assist guy. And he's going to be a – you know, a guy who will not be afraid to get down and guard, right? I mean, he he will do that. RJ, I think RJ is, if I'm being honest, I don't think he has shot the ball anywhere near what he's capable he, of yet. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, and then there's maybe the biggest key is is Tyler Perry. Um, Coach talked a lot about, and you were there, you heard some of this. He He talked a lot about how, you know, it's different for him pace-wise with North Texas and here. And at North Texas, he was always the option at the end of shot clocks. I mean, he, he's, he's going to be the guy there to, to, that they wanted to go get a basket. Here, you know, maybe he's not always the last option. Uh, maybe he isn't, you know, the first guy in a set play or what have you. So he's kind of learning and defining his role too. So – and then who knows, just being blunt about this, who knows with Naquan and how that could change the dynamics? Who knows with Quez and how he could change the dynamics? I mean, those are two very interesting pieces that haven't seen the floor yet, right? And um, I just think this team, if they continue – I know they're going to be coached well, <laughs> and I think they'll continue to grind and get better. The question is, is can they do it consistently week in and week out a couple of times a week here uh, and, and then and then be several steps ahead of even where they are now come January 6th when we get into league play? I don't think I've seen a, a freshman group that has as much confidence ever. Well, I, probably not. Uh, I mean, you know, I really think, you know, there have been some guys here over the past that have been pretty confident guys walking in the door, mm-hmm. you know, and and of course everybody would understand Michael Beasley and Bill Walker and some of those kind of dudes. But, um, you know, Barry Brown wasn't an accomplished player when he first got here, but he thought he was. 
I mean, he's always he was a very confident guy. True, you know. I think Dean Wade was confident in his own way, but got much more so uh, as his career went on. There's always the fear, Rodney like maybe Magruder. it's kind of in his head a little bit, yeah. like, or like you know. I remember Bruce Weber telling us that you know don't tell Dean how good of a game he had because he didn't want that getting to his head and then sure. it kind of throws off his rhythm. You know, right. he's just he's worried. Maybe he did have a little bit of a shaky confidence, but we, well, we, we knew it didn't take long for him to be Dean Wade and the the way we remember him now. Yeah, because he he. Uh, I think in all of the time that I've been here. Uh, he was probably, for his size, the most versatile player that I, I think K-State's had. I mean, he could literally do everything, handle it, pass it, shoot it, defend. I mean, he good teammate. I mean, he did so many quality things. Um, and I'm, I'm happy for him that he's doing so well um, at, at the next level. But back to this team, I, I think they're just kind of getting started good, don't you think? I mean, they've played – what I'm excited about is that they've played good competition. They've lost a couple of games, which isn't necessarily great, but it's not the end of the world, and you can learn from it from time to time, and I think they have. They didn't play well. They didn't shoot the ball well against USC, but they competed against Miami. They got down big early. I mean, they were down 24 against them and, and fought back and were a whole a lot better in the second half. And, and you heard you heard Coach Tang say, hey, the first half's on me. That, that was bad. I needed to be better. So they're all growing. The shooting percentages, you want to see them get better. Yep. You know, Tyler Shot Perry. Shot selection better, which I yeah. think has gotten gotten there a little bit. Tyler still, mentioned, still a ways to go. Tyler mentioned earlier today that he just he, – maybe wasn't quite ready for the size of teams they're going to see at this level. Right. Consistently, he needs to get used to that. Maybe adjust the shot a little bit. Tyler Perry is going to be fine. I mean, the kid's averaging right now seventeen points a game, yeah, and he's been getting off to slow starts. It, yeah. It's exactly right, Mitch, because he, by nature, he is just a natural scorer, wouldn't you say? I mean, mm-hmm. he he's not a guy that necessarily forces a lot of shots, uh, but I think he has about every shot in the book. You know what I mean? Uh, he's just a really confident offensive player. And I think he has um, had some growing pains within the offense. And I, I think you're going to see this team continue to get better with the five out. But they're also going to add some other things, too, as they go along with, with, with set calls and, and plays as, as they move forward, too. And just one more thought. You know, nobody has surprised slash impressed slash made me a huge fan of theirs than Cam Carter. Because the role was be more selfish, go score the ball, be a scorer, and man, did he take that and embrace it. Sure. I Every game, other than maybe one where I, he had a bit of a slow game, I think he has been so good. And he, he is the more aggressive player. He is the more, more of a shooter. I, I know he'd like to see his percentages be a little bit better. Of course. They can get there. Well, and part of that will be, I think, has, as he, you know, I think he's been given a little bit of freedom to go go do your thing because they know that he's really worked hard at his offensive game. He's going to make some shots just because of his athletic talent and being able to get to the rim off the bounce and, and the, the jump shot so much better. But I think as he continues to grow in this, I think they'll probably, this may be the wrong way to say it, but they, I, I think they will maybe pull the reins back a little bit and, and make him 
um, be a little bit more cognizant of a a quality shot as opposed to just an okay shot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and and I think when that starts to happen, you know, that percentage goes up, but the scoring stays about the same. At least that's what you hope. That's what you hope. I mean, the way he took the team under his wing against Miami and was leading that charge, that late comeback to make yep. a gain out of it, that was Cam Carter putting the team on his back. You know, the only rough game he really had was the five points against Providence. His three-point shooting hasn't been great the last three games. True. He has hit a dip there, but you know, like the rest of the team, if he's not hitting the threes, he's still going to find ways to score. Yeah, he will. And, I, again, I think this is a team that I think that it has – Really, lots of lots of growth potential. Um, I mean, coach, you heard coach talk today about David Gasson. I think David's still as as solid as he's been, and that especially with the increased ability to rebound the ball, all of those things. I mean, he still has more in him, right? Uh, I really believe that. Um, I've I've been impressed with with Will McNair, and I, I you know he. He has a chance to to help them. I, I don't know whether you know long term whether it's in a starting role or whatever it might be, but you have to give him some credit for embracing you know being in that starting role because he's done a decent job. He has. He he's a little bit more skilled than you might think, um, better athlete than probably you might think, um, and, and I think uh, cares about the team a little bit, <laughs> which is good. So there, there's there's lots and lots going on right now with K-State basketball, for sure. Yeah, they're playing faster. They're, they're getting more possessions. Yeah. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, for a team that's played, I think I saw the when it comes to strength of schedule, the non-con that K-State has played has been the second toughest when it comes to Power 5 teams or something like that, maybe third toughest. It's And I think their overall non-con is, is – like has been pretty much top 10 all along, has it not? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely has. And now K-State's played, I think, four of their six games against potential NCAA tournament teams. Yeah. And it's, you know, you still got some tough games still on the schedule. I mean, Nebraska is, I think they're still undefeated. They are. Last I looked, they were 6-0. and Yeah, I mean, it's, there's still some tough competition coming up in non-con play. I think they've that got going to be coming tested. up in a little bit here, too. So that'll yeah, be interesting. <laughs> All right, we take our last break, a Wildcat Insider. When we come back, Wyatt will predict the Big 12 championship game on Saturday. Coming up next. Utter. One more thing about uh, Casey Hoops I really like. Uh, I like the 17 offensive rebounds a game. Oh, yeah. I will. Uh... <laughs> it's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's going to be a tough pace to keep up, but I'm liking that so far. Uh, All right, Wyatt, 11 a.m. Saturday. Big 12 championship game, Oklahoma State, Texas. As, you know, I haven't actually seen a line on this yet. I can look that up real quick. But it's championship Saturday. Um, 
So who do you got? You going to go Pokes? You going to go Horns? Well, I'm going to go Horns because I think they've been the most consistent team in the league this year, uh, with just the one loss to Oklahoma in Dallas on pretty much a neutral field. Uh, they've kind of done what they set out to do. They have probably the best team in the league at the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. They've weathered a couple of injuries, one to Quinn Ewers, and he's back now. And I think he's had a really nice year. Um, it hurts to lose Jonathan Brooks. It's a great thing when you have C.J. Baxter to back him up and, and some others. The real interesting thing for me is, is what will be the availability of Xavier Worthy? They're a different team without him. They'll still be good if he can't go or is limited, but they're elite when he's healthy, uh, especially when you put – Put him, he was nicked up in the, the the Texas Tech game a little bit and limped off. I shut that off in the second quarter. Yeah. as like, Tech's going to disappoint me. Gotta yeah. Watch something else. Yeah. But he, he limped off. Uh, there were other guys, too, but I think most of them would be okay. But but if you have him and you have Whittington and you have Adonai Mitchell and you have Jatavion Sanders, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're pretty much loaded with, with good quality receivers slash tight ends. So I think you have to favor them. Yeah. With all yeah. of that said... <laughs> Go Oklahoma Pokes. State, yeah, and go, I think go, I'm, I'm all for it. And I do think Oklahoma State can hang with them, but can they run the ball consistently enough to give Bowman a chance in the pass game? To me, that's the real question of the ball game. Texas, according to Caesars, is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. That's quite a bit. That's a huge line for a yeah. conference championship sure game. Sure is. As a matter of fact, that's the second largest of the weekend. The uh, the largest, of course, is the Big Ten. Michigan is a 23-point favorite against Iowa. Not too sure I would not bet that one, and I'm not a betting guy. Iowa's good enough defensively. We'll see. Maybe not, but we'll right. see. Why we got to go. Thanks. Yep. Enjoyed that, it. Thanks that's Wildcat Insider. Go Cats. Getting you closer to the locker room than anyone else. This is Wildcat Insider. Wildcat Insider, an exclusive presentation of the flagship station of the K-State Sports Network. News Radio 1350, KMAN.